Welcome. I'm so excited for today's client success story. Um, I'm going to introduce Lisa here in just a second, but it's been um, it's been great having some chats with you, Lisa, with some of the challenges, some of the things that you guys have overcome. Uh, and I know you guys are a husband wife team, and we're going to talk about why. Like, why am I just interviewing you? Like, how come the other half isn't here? Okay, in just a minute. Um, but you know, with that being said, uh, we've got a lot of things that we want to cover off today. We've got an agenda laid out. I'm going to be following that. And it's really going to be laying out what are some of the challenges that you had? How did you guys get through it? What are some of the tools and, and techniques that you guys got from Prof for Contractors? Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, you know, how some of those challenges affected you uh, personally um, and your relationship and, and the company. But um, I'm just going to touch on why it's just you. Um, because it's, it's really an opportunity for us to see it through the eyes and lenses of the other half, I call it, right? Um, maybe the better half, um, but the other half, you know, the other half being a, a, a woman, uh, a partner, a wife, a mother, right? Um, uh, you know, uh, you have a role in the company. So let's, let's talk about you. So tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what your company is about. Uh, tell us a little bit about the family situation. Let's get right into this. Yeah. So um, I'm Lisa Walzak. Um, you know, my background actually isn't in contracting or construction or any of that at all. My background is in um, business and technology consulting. So I did that for full time for about 18 years until October. Um, and then for the last five to six years, I've also been um, helping to run this business with my husband, like in between everything else that I had to be doing. Um, but we really knew we had to cut the cord. Well, I really knew. And it was, it was either do or die. Um, I was either, <laughs> I was either going to dissolve the business, um, and probably cause a lot of ruffle, rough feathers, uh, or I was going to, um, jump in hundred percent and make sure that we could make this business a sustainable thing. Um, so that's what we've been doing since October. And, um, I'm a mom too. We have a three-year-old and a six soon to be, well, sorry, a six-year-old, a soon to be three-year-old son and a daughter. Um, I'm a caretaker, private caretaker for my mother. Um, she's 72. She's on her 10th year of, um, living with metastatic melanoma. Um, we have two dogs. We, you know, we're a busy family like everybody else. Um, you know, we're, and we're just trying to make it happen as a family and as a business. Um, so there's definitely been a lot of ups and downs and late nights and early mornings and tears and screaming into our pillows. Yeah. Uh, where we yeah. are right now. All right. Well, this, I mean, awesome intro. I mean, you know, you're, uh, I can tell you just got amazing uh, energy. Um, I can feel it on this side of the fence. So let's talk about, you know, let's talk a little bit about the, 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 f the factors that led you to throwing in the towel. Like, I mean, it wasn't like you were hurting in the, you know, in the past career. Let's talk about like, what, what were some of the factors, some of the problems that made you just go, you know, night after night, sitting in bed, looking at each other going, okay, something's got to change here. So I'm just going to back up real quick and um, let you know why we even, how we ended up even starting the business to begin with was. Yeah, for sure. About six years ago, I was given the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis right after my son was born. Um, we were both adamantly, we rejected that idea. We decided that was not going to happen. Um, as crazy as that may sound, this may sound off the reservation for some, but we were like, no. Um, what are we doing to contribute to my illness? Like what, what is happening here? And you know, what is the dis-ease in our lives and our bodies? We're, how, are we, how are we causing a tipping point? And I had been in the career and what I was doing for a long time. I spent four or five days away from my family traveling and what was supposed to be this fantastic job with this great pay and health insurance and all of that. But we were, we were really kind of miserable and we were just starting off our family. And that's not what two people wanted to do to be away from each other all the time. My husband took a job at a hospital and he hated doing that. He never wanted to be, he always wanted to be an entrepreneur. He had owned businesses before. He had been in contracting for years and was doing it on the side. And we just said, forget it. Let's just do what our heart is calling us to do, which was literally move out of the town that we were living in and sell our house that we had just bought and downsize to move to where we wanted to and open the business of our dreams. So we did that. Um, 
And I think for a while I wore rose colored glasses. Fast forward five years of working really late nights and early mornings and working a full-time job. Which Downsized, which we wanted to and open the business of our dreams. Um, so then we, um, I think started to just get really hard at home, you know, with so much to do. I mean, I was working from 5.30 in the morning until 5.30 at night, getting home, putting the kids to bed, doing that all together, and then back online from like eight o'clock until midnight, sometimes two o'clock in the morning. And um, I said, I can't do this. And I started to feel, I started to feel symptoms of my MS again. Little things pop up, tingles in my fingers, tingles in the back of my neck, things that I hadn't experienced in you know five years. And we said, then we're, I'm quitting. Like that, that, let's just decide together. So we've been doing that. And what I realized in October really quickly was, holy hell, we need some help. Um, and so I enrolled, you know, in your program right away with just, just how, did, how did you come across, uh, well, we didn't, anything, we didn't, I didn't have anything to look at. I was like, all right, so how's the business doing? Let's start yeah. to look at the stuff. There was no paperwork. There was no forecast. No, I mean, like, how did you come across, uh, profit oh. Oh, um, I started, I, I'm a researcher by heart. I'm a knowledge seeker. I need to know the things that I don't know. I need to learn. I'm constantly learning new things. So I was Googling everything and I was on Facebook and I was getting into all different sorts of groups and I kept coming back and I landed in the Profits for Contractors group yep. and started seeing some of those awesome conversations happen in there. Some of your comments, Sam, Liam's, and I was like, all right, so I'm calling, I'm like, I'm, I'm putting a ticket in. I need to talk to someone. I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to waste any time. There's no point. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to get there. I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. And I just, I didn't care about any of that. I knew that we had a business. We had an amazing thing that was sitting right there on the, our fingertips. We were at this precipice and we were either going to fall off and land on our faces, or we were going to go find a flipping parachute and have the most amazing journey down. And that is what I decided to do and drag my husband, husband along with me, um, who had been kind of so conditioned to be doing something hard and it was hard and general contract drinking was hard and this is the way it's always done and blah. and to me I'm, that's the bullshit card that i'm calling not not going to go down that path not with our family and our life on the line so wow that's i mean you're you're just describing it so clearly as far as some of the challenges let me just let me see lisa if you can see my little screen can you see my screen yep okay cool all right so i can just you know look at this if, if you look at this pathway right you look at this almost like a a line right in the sand and we've got this pathway i call i call this the four futures you ever seen this lisa i don't think so all right awesome cool so really at the end of the day we've got if this is us right here right this is the now mm -hmm. in, in the sense of time so you and I right here are X mark, you know, marks the spot, okay? And we, we've got this, these, I call them the four futures that we could go towards. There's the, there's the ideal. When we talk about ideal, we're talking about, you know, from a, you know, control perspective, looking at it from a money perspective, and then, you know, we're looking at it from a freedom perspective. And I think one of the biggest things, and you might have heard this through Liam or myself, is, you know, this mindset of really getting this business of ours to pay for our freedom, getting our profits to pay for our freedom, right? Um, and so when you, when you were just describing where you're at, if I look at these four futures, ideal is like, hey, man, this, this is the ideal. Like we've got the freedom, we've got the money, we've got the time, right? Um, we're enjoying our business, uh, we're, you know, in so many different ways, right? Um, we're creating things. And then there's the, then there's the just okay. <laughs> right? Ah, it's all right. Not bad, right? Squiggly line here. Fix that. You know, and then we've got, we got the, let's just call it, the orange, right? The not good. And what do you think the next one's going to be? Lisa. Terrible, not ideal. Master. <laughs> yeah, a mess. Yeah. Screen wreck. So when you were just describing this, 
your your journey. Where did it feel like you were headed as far as these four futures? Uh, well, when I started looking and started paying attention, yeah, like when you were getting these tingly feelings, when you're like two o'clock in the morning, so like, yeah, no, it was, I, I, I don't necessarily feel like I was, I actually thought we were, it was definitely not good. Like this isn't not good. This yes. is in my stomach. This is not good, but I wasn't clear yet. Cause I didn't see it on paper right. about what a disaster it was. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think this is important for everybody. Okay. So we're going to get into some of this right now. I mean, you just. You had to make a decision um, on letting somebody go today, and, yeah. and we'll we'll touch on that, right? So, I think one of the biggest challenges is that a lot of people they don't even know what path they're on. So you thought you were on the not good, yeah. But let's face the reality. You know, if you look at some of the things that you've improved, if you look at the set of lenses that you didn't have and now you have, and you can see things, yeah. Um, even just from a financial perspective. There's people out there, and maybe you can, you know, maybe you can, this relates to you, where if things had to continue with the not good, what happens with that? Um, no, it, it, you're going into disaster. And, I, you know, we oh. it, really quickly. <laughs> yes, yes. Very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Okay. So, guys, I want, I want everybody, you know, when you're listening in on this, I want you to, to first of all, identify, like, where the heck are you? Where do you think you are? And let's be clear. If you don't know some of the things we're going to be covering off in today's, today's call, all you champion CEOs out there, all those, all those entrepreneurs out there in the world of contracting, don't beat yourself up thinking that you got to figure all this stuff out. Would you agree, Lisa? Yeah, 100%. I find myself daily being like, I don't know what what is going on with X, Y, and Z. And literally, I come back and almost hear like you and Liam in my head being like, just take the baby steps, figure out this right. thing first, table that, parking lot it, you'll get to there, just take this, take action, totally. do this, take action. Totally, totally. Okay, so so if we look at some of the challenges, right? If we look at, um, let's just look at some of these aspects of control, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, in each one of these pathways, there's a different level of control, right? It's control, money, and freedom, yeah. really, you know, as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur, we want to get our business to scale. And scale means not for it to be prison sentence, but scale so it can be beyond us, right? Okay. So what were some of the things that you didn't have control of? And what were some of those impacts? Tell me, tell us some of those things that you didn't have control of. Uh, we did not have control of our cash flow. Okay. So let's, let's, like, just, let's just look at this, this orange line for a second. Fair enough? Let's just add some of these things to it, okay? So some of the things that we didn't have control over. And if we, again, if we look at, we look at this in the sense of, let's just be clear. Um, if we look at this in the sense of these lines, let's say that this is one year, and this is two years, and this is three years and on, okay? If we look at, at this window of time, if we zoom in on here, this point in time when you first started and you were on this pathway of orange, one of the challenges you said was what regarding control? You had what? Um, well, we had problems with cash flow. Right. So, so issue, so we had problems with. We didn't even know what our cash flow was. Let's just be that honest. It, there was no, we weren't looking at it. Yeah. So. It was like, do we need a check? Great, let's write a check. Right, so unclear of cash flow, right? Yeah. And let me just let me just highlight something for you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want you to bullshit me. I mean, you tell me if I'm off or I'm on, on the right pathway here for this discussion. But when somebody has a problem with cash flow, is it really the problem is cash flow or is the cash flow issue a symptom? Oh, I, I mean, it's a symptom of a much right. bigger problem. Totally, totally. So everybody listening in, if you, in your head right away, I want to get out of your head, the, the, the how we use words and how we describe things are very impactful for how we think. So if we're saying to ourselves, you know, all you champion CEOs sitting there going, man, I got a cash flow issue. Okay. And, you know, cash flows, that, that's the problem. The cash, 
Cash flow is not the problem. Having a cash flow issue is a symptom of a bunch of things that you have not been doing, or in your case, one of them was doing, paying people as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a very deeply ingrained thing in me since I was little. My dad always paid every bill as soon as it came in. It was irresponsible. You pay your bills. You don't have debt. And um, so a bill would come in and a check would get written and I would not do my due diligence to look, you know, I just, or, or even Derek who would just be like this guy, he just finished his work. He needs his money. And I was like, and I was like, okay, well, that's the way it's done. I just was like, okay. You know, and at the time, working another job too. I was like, I don't even have the energy to argue about this. It's fine. Here's the check. Totally. And, and let's talk about what is the impact? Like, you know, when you and Derek were, were I mean, it's like, you know, don't have to get too crazy here, but I mean, you guys are lying in bed, you know, you look over at each other uh, or you come home and you see the little one and, and you know, what did, what did this impact of the symptom of cash flow have on you guys? I mean, it still is somewhat, you know, we're not there yet. We've made major improvements and yes. we're heading, the trajectory is going that way and I can see it and we're going to have it and it's done, but we're not there yet. That it, um, you know, I'm a woman, I'm, I'm in a marriage and in being not, not having stability or security for my family is a major problem. Don't give me a hug. Don't give me a kiss. Don't come home with flowers and roses. Like if we can't, if we're not sure if we're going to be able to pay the bills. It, it like <clears throat> it would break my heart to not like want to hang out or do something, but I couldn't extract for a long time what I was feeling and the insecurity I was feeling from um, the reality of our business. It just is a really hard thing to do as a couple in business together. I mean, that's, we, uh, we see the light at the end of the tunnel now. We've had a lot of hard and open conversations together as a couple, but man, it can seriously be uh, like going into business together can be a marriage destroyer or the ultimate strengthener. And there's like, there's a small gap in between. You can jump from one to the other really quickly. So it was hard. I bet you. And, and here's something I just want everybody listening in to recognize, and I'm going to be repeating this. And when I repeat things, it's because it's a principle. These are principles that need to be repeated in our head. Okay. When you, when the two, like you, the two of you weren't like, all right, let's, let's add more problems. Yeah, no. Oh man, let's have, you know, more, you know, let, let's create a worse situation around cash flow. No, that's, guy, that's not, that's not reality. Okay. Nobody wants that in their marriage. Okay. And no woman wants that, whether they're, right. Lisa, whether you're in the working in the business or a partner in the business, like what did you say before we started this call? Like whether you're, what did you say about whether or not you're, you know, uh, working in uh, working on the business? Oh, I just I always believe like whether you are like directly in the, working with the business as your as a partner or you're not, you're in the business. There's no yeah. way around it. You That's are true. an inextricable part of it. Period. A family business is a family business, whether there's like a partner next to your name or not. Like totally. Totally agree. So here's my point. Until you address what the true problems are, you will always be dealing with the symptoms. Everybody pay close attention to that. And if you don't know, you know, if you don't have some form of a process or a checkpoint or audits or things of that nature to know what to look for, I'm telling you what, it's going to be pretty damn hard to find out what the problems are. And so all you'll be dealing with is all these negative symptoms. So some of the other negative symptoms of, of, let's say the lack of control. So cash flow, serious stress on the business, right? Stress on you guys and your relationship. Yeah. You know, and as a woman, security is a big thing, right? I mean, I think for anybody, security is a big thing, but from, a, from your perspective and your sharing, it's like, like, you know, you're going out with your friends. Yeah. And you're probably, I don't know, were you ever wondering like at some moments, can we afford this or? Yeah, I mean, and then I stopped going out with my friends. And then I stopped going to like classes for myself. And then I, I started, uh, I started to think about jumping back into MLM and here, let's, let me just be really, truly honest with you. This business was doing so poorly. I was making six figures. I was making close to $200,000 a year full time with benefits being paid. And we were still in the hole. That's the truth. So for me to jump out of my job in October and decide to jump into this thing has been the most craziest leap of faith and has, sorry to get emotional here, but this is, um, 
it has been hard, really hard. This is not just a game. This is truly sink or swim. I could very rarely be having to sell my home and put us in an apartment for a little while and maybe even go back to a job to fix this, but that is not what's happening. I'm going to turn this thing around with my husband and we have been, we've been making these small changes. And really the reason why he's not here is because we haven't reached the point yet where we can delegate and he doesn't yes. be there because we have to do the work that will happen. We're not there yet. We're seeing these small wins, but guys, it is hard, hard, hard. I'm not here as a crazy success story after three months. This shit is real and it hurts sometimes, but um, we're making it happen. But you know, the, the risk and the reality is, and the reward is gonna be massive. I love it, I love it. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about some of the challenges and we're gonna talk about some of the things that you know, you've done to actually you know, see the light, right? I mean, and start seeing the light. Does that sound like a plan? Okay, let's do it. So I'm gonna come back to this baby here. Can you see this again? Okay, so let's take a look at this. So what, what's something that in a very short period of time that you were able to you know, use, like even if there's something specific, whether it's some of the training, um, some of the insights, some of the, you know, some of the coaching you got from, uh, whether it's on the group call one the one regarding, let's call this thing financials. Yep. that has allowed you to, to see things, see a bit of the light. Tell us yep. about that. Um, so number, there's been a number of different things we put into place, but um, I think first we started, we started small, um, we just small, quick wins. One was definitely getting into place our Monday morning meetings, which required us to also get into place some of our um, whiteboards, which I actually dragged my feet on for a little bit um, because I was so digitally focused, but we literally needed the paper in front of us every single day. So being able to um, put things on paper, um, I kind of modified the progress to profit board. Hey, hold, I'll just slow down there for a second. Some people, there might be some new, newbies, they're like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is the Monday morning meeting? Right? Like if I came up to you in the street beforehand, I'm like, hey, Lisa, how's it going, man? Playing the Monday morning meeting, you'd be like, dude, is that guy crazy? Like, yeah. What are you talking about here? What is this thing? So, yeah, so we gather our team. Our team's not not huge, but we're getting everybody together to talk about like what is happening, um, what they need in order for us to get to meet our certain goals for that week, um, what our targets are in terms of being able to like um, get our final inspection so we can invoice out for a client. Um, and then I always allow the team to speak up and to you know present some ideas on you know what are the things that we can be doing to either um, to be more efficient or in time and cost. Um, and to call out any challenges that they might foresee. So they might say like, all right, we have to have the lumber delivered on Tuesday by afternoon if we want to have this actually done on Wednesday. So make sure that happens and give them a little bit of voice in how things get done so they can take more ownership and actually doing what we Love need. it. Okay. Now, now that you've been doing that, what's like, has that actually had that impact? Yeah, definitely. It's been great. I think it's been, um, it's been really like just beneficial to hear them, to hear from them what's happening. Some of the things that um, I didn't realize we were missing, you know, in, in terms of giving them what they need. Um, it was just really, it was both hard and great to hear because it allowed us to course correct, right? And everything at this point is a lesson to course correct. Like, oh yeah. Yes. Like well, that's orange, great. How do we get it to green? That's red. How do we get to yellow? And just kind of, it's been awesome just to take the emotion out and just from a very factual perspective, be able to say, okay, here's where we're at. And now we can move the needle. And, and they don't feel like they're just being told what to do, which is, I think is the most important thing, right? They're not there just to be told what to do. And they're there to create. Our guys are carpenters and they build with their hands. Like let's empower them to do that. So they're not tracking down crap all day that they want to be tracking down. Honestly, let, 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 let's touch on this, right? Like, I, you know, I hear this all the time, right? I mean, today, tonight, I guess, yeah, today, I don't mean I guess. I'm doing this, I'm doing this session on, on, you know, how to, how to build an A team. People talk about higher, 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 higher. And the first thing I'll say to them is like, do you have any team members right now? They go, yeah, dude, but don't get it. I need to hire somebody. I'm like, okay, just like, like, where are things at regarding communication with your team? Oh, the fucking guys are useless. They got this. Like, you know, you know, they, they, they don't listen. They don't, you know, they don't do things the way I wanted to do. What would you say to somebody that says another meeting, meetings don't work? What would you say to them? Like, what's different about this thing that you took than just like, oh, meetings don't work? Uh, Was it structured? Was it like, did it, 
yeah, very intentional. Structured, it's time boxed, and it is definitely very intentional. It's not meant really for me at all, as much as it is for the team. I mean, yes, I gain a lot for it, but it's meant for the team. Like if you want to build teams that have loyalty, have an interest in what you're doing, then you need to create an opportunity for them to collaborate and communicate. And we weren't doing that. We weren't doing it. Um, we have two, we, our team's very small. We have two great guys on our team now. Um, one of them has been with us and didn't have any sort of carpentry background. And along the way, we've you know, just allowed him to tell us what he's needed and what he wanted to learn. And he has been the one, and he doesn't talk very often. These Monday meetings, he literally comes with a notebook. He has a notebook from every job, which I didn't even know. I've learned that he takes notes on the job. I, I, in pictures of everything. So I was talking about how we might want to start, make sure we identify someone to catalog everything. He was like, oh, I do this in every job. He has, <laughs> he has photo albums from every job we've ever done that he's taken on his own and notes. I didn't know this for five years. How was that possible? So that he had, he's there, like, and he's like, so I've been thinking about this and here's my idea and here's my thought. This is great. This is a person that's going to be with us forever. And he's setting the example and the tones. So, you know, I'd say to them, like, you're fooling yourself and yeah, also shortchanging your people yeah. and you're not going to get from them what you want because you're not giving them what they need. Beautiful. So you use Monday morning meetings, you use the progress to profit board. I mean, you know, the progress to profit board, you know, people go, oh yeah, you're talking about a job board. No, no, no. No, notice the words, right? Remember, words have meaning. So what's this mean? What's wh Why is this different? Time is money. And, you know, the quicker that we can get to the milestones that we need to get to, the quicker we can get paid and we can move on. And also, if you're doing it right, you can start to tie that to bonuses so that your people can have some additional things to want to earn and inspire to have in their hands or tickets they want to get or experience they want to have so they can just you know not only have the finished product but then something else tangible so we've been using the board to kind of set that up and provide is this like this like big screen eight thousand dollar digital board or is this like what are we talking about no our boards are we have a paper we have a whiteboard but i also have a i have a uh a digital version too so i have we have one that we we um write on that whiteboard yeah. and then I have a digital version that mimics that that has for me a lot other data that I want to see in there and like when I want to share that because I do send it out by the way on Fridays yeah. um, in a digital format via email um, I just hide all the cells that they don't need to necessarily see and then we can go over on it on cool. Site. so cool now this progress of profit board you 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 took the instructions step by step by step right did you mm -hmm. follow it here's the rules here's how you use it you know don't overcomplicate it we talked about roughing it you know, instead of perfecting it and you roughed it and now it's getting better and better, right? Yep. Okay, so you get the Monday morning meetings happening. Bingo. You got progress the profit board happening. Yep. You, do, you, do you actually have what, you know, the Friday reflection? Yes. Okay, so you know, just so that everybody's clear, don't need to go into crazy detail, but I want you guys to understand that if you look at this, this feeds itself over and over and over and over again. So, you know, now, like, what was it like before you had this stuff? Like, what would the week look like? If you look back at the week, what would you be saying to yourself? And Derek? What the hell am I doing? What do we need to do this week? Like, honey, where are you going? Where are you going? Where am I going? Are we going to the same place? Do I need to bring something? Do we need a delivery of X, Y, or Z? Where's Michael? Where's this one? Where's that, like, it was all, it was probably getting figured out at like seven o'clock in the morning while everybody's in their trucks, which, and then, I, and I wasn't in a truck, which was the worst part because I was at the office or heading out on sales calls. And then I'd be like, wait, do I need to go somewhere with you? It was, it was a, um, it was a total shit show that was just kind of masks, masked. We were all just masking it. Oh yeah. Like we have, we have guys, we're, we got this thing figured out. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we were just shooting from the hip. I love it. I love it. So, you know, we we talk about these pathways, right? And I, I love some of the language that, you, that you're using because it literally is exactly what you're saying as far as being able to course correct. Like it didn't take you, you, you it's been October, not October, 2010, right? Um, yes, nothing's, you, you're not exactly, you're not in the ideal place, but man, your course correction has been quick. Would you, would you say? Sure. Yeah. yeah. For me, when your mortgage is on the line, I was like, we're getting this together. And we but these things did not take you 10 years no. it didn't take a year it didn't take a month like you're talking like within a week or two this stuff started going is it true yes 100 okay cool so um let's let's talk about um other aspects of control like what were some other areas of 
of of lack of control like let's talk about you know you just brought up before this call about you had to let somebody go mm -hmm. now what does that have to do with control well again like all these things kind of are interconnected and dependent but because we weren't clear on our cash flow right we didn't know what was going really going on there we didn't have a forecast right right there that's the word yeah we we were we were we were really carrying labor throughout the year when we didn't have places to plug our people and we didn't even know we didn't even know we were aware of it fully so we used the um cash flow and forecasting spreadsheet yep and i started to blow that out and, and i and by the way i also want to say it's only 50 percent blown out at this point and what do you i mean elaborate on that um, I haven't, I haven't gotten through all of the detail on yep. our, um, uh, the next couple of months for yep. terms of expenses. Um, but it was immediately apparent after as when I got as far as I did that we have a, and also looking at the jobs that we have planned, we don't have a place to plug our labor. All right. So we don't have a place to plug one of our carpenters, our most expensive carpenters for potentially three months. Um, because the work that we have right now is all within the design and planning phase and i'm working heavily with architects and we're going through all the design and with the clients we're not actually lifting a hammer so we we have a lot of work coming up for those guys but we don't have a lot of work on the books right now for them to do anything with so so what happens then like they i either they either eat out of my profit or worse they bring me down below break even and i'm back in the red again so the numbers it was written it was on the, and i was kind of feeling it but there was the proof was in the paperwork and yeah. we had the decision and you think about this last year like just go back even just a year ago i mean you had said you told me like the scenario was basically you were floating these guys you were like yeah. you were so how much would that have cost you in a year of doing it the old way um well i mean like our combined labor i mean at cost for us that cost yeah. is um, roughly around one hundred and sixty thousand dollars right. for those two guys. You know, if you divide that by four, it's like forty grand per quarter. Yeah. If I have a quarter up, it's forty grand just the cost. Yeah. Never mind the profit. So if I say a quarter, it's probably like a hundred grand that I lost last year. And when I start to go back and do a little bit of a forensic audit, I'm able to see those holes where we did not. Our guys were not staffed to projects. And we lost that money. Right. Well, shall I say donated it to their paychecks. And think about, you know, um, think, think about how much effort, um, you know, you just mentioned some called break even. Now, it's a lot of people listening in, again, if they're new or they're listening, um, they might not even know what that means break-even margin or, you know, or break-even in sales. Like, tell us a little bit about, you know, using that in, in the concept of this hundred grand, you know, like how, how does that affect you from the perspective of like, now, you know, your break-even margin, you know, like, Hey, I got to put so much on my quotes, but from the perspective of sales, like how much sales would you have had to have brought, bring, brought in to cover off a hundred thousand dollars? Um, probably close to like another like seven projects. Yes. Total projects, which in general, our projects run about six months. Right. So I would have had to, that's a half a year. Yes, <laughs> that's, what, that's to, what I wanted you to get. I have right. at least six projects running at the same time or closely on top of each other to make up that money quickly after um, losing that money. And that's basically impossible. It, so, you, you know. Nailed it. You nailed it. So a lot of people, if you're in chaos, if you're like, you know, these things, when they get away on you, back to getting on the track or getting off the track or, you know, hey, I, I just may, I mean, it's okay, we'll, we'll recover here. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Guys, it doesn't work that way. When you, when you don't have the ability to see what you need to see to make these kind of decisions, the hundred grand, Lisa, you can't go get that back. It's gone. People talk about time is gone forever. It is. But in the world of, the, of being a contractor, the profits are gone. Unless the client's like, hey, man, no problem. Just tear it down and redo it. I'll pay you. <laughs> right? So 
So, you know, you're talking literally, if you're lucky to, not, enough to be back then, which you weren't, but even just simple math, if you're lucky enough to be 10% profit, you'd have to do almost a million dollars in sales just to pay for that hundred thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. Right. So look at now moving forward, like this is awesome. And it, it still doesn't mean it's easy. Tell us this person that you had to let, that you let go. It's not just any regular person, right? No, um, this is my husband's best friend. Um, he's known him since college. They've been best men um, in each other's weddings. There are kids have been, you know, in each other. I mean, he just got married last year. Um, you know, he he was the first guy to he got he kind of jumped on board when we were in a hole. We lost some team members. We were we had a ton of work. He jumped on, you know. It, was, it just was a very emotional, tough decision that we've been dragging on for a little bit. And it really came down to doing the work in terms of the spreadsheets and all of our numbers and being able to put it on paper to say, this is going to break us. Yes. And um, I left that decision with my husband. I mean, I knew we'd have to make it at some point. Um, but, you know, navigating that kind of emotional conversation with your husband slash business partner, there was no way I was going to dictate that right out the gate. But yeah. he, the, it was right there. And, you know, he knew what he had to do. And let me ask you this. Now that you were able to together come to this conclusion, I mean, how does it make you feel about your husband that he was able to take that awareness and actually take the proper action, no matter how hard it was? Well, how does that as, as a, as his partner, as his wife, how does that make you feel about him? I'm getting emotional again. <laughs> um, it is, it's amazing um, because he's putting, he's making this real. He's, he's putting the business first and he's not hiding from it anymore. I, I said, I've been saying for a long time, I don't have any interest in a hobby. We're either running a business, but I'm not running a hobby. And uh, we have to face the reality of what it's going to take, which is not just going out and doing the work. It's got to work the business. And um, that requires us to make some hard decisions and be honest with ourselves. And um it is, it was really awesome that he did that. We came home, I almost started crying then too. And, you know, I, I was like, all right, let's go for date night. Like we're now I'm ready to celebrate because now we're doing, we're making the hard decisions ourselves. I don't want to be the only one ramming things down his throat, telling him he has to do X, Y, and Z. I don't want to do that. It doesn't make me happy to be in that position. I, I need to feel like we're both in this together. And that was a huge display of, um, just stepping up to the plate saying, yes, let's, let's make hard decisions together and turn this around together because, you know, we're each other's rock and, and we can do this. So it was good. Well, I, I got kudos out to Derek and, and kudos out to both of you for being able to break that down, identify it. But, you know, um, I got a lot of respect for that. Okay? People talk about you got to earn respect, man. He just, he just earned my respect. Guy, everybody, running a business is tough. It's, it's tough. What's even tougher, though, is trying to make decisions or worst, making decisions, and you don't really know what the hell you're making decisions about. Yeah. When you have it black and white, literally black and white, like numbers, mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's easy at all, but it does make, I think you tell me from my right, it does make it easier when you can put logic to something. Yes. You know? Yep. So, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, when we're looking at, we're looking at things from a, um, you know, like money perspective. So let's talk a little bit about money, right? So, so you talked about, we talked a little bit about, you know, the amount of money loss. Um, let me just share my screen here. Am I sharing? No, stop sharing for a second. So when we're looking at money, tell, tell us a little bit about uh, the money situation. Like um, you, you'd highlighted, you were making 200 grand. The bank account was still empty. Like, what were you thinking in your head as far as like, did you go, man, it must be this or this, or was it like, I just really don't even know how this is possible. Um, I knew we were at, so my background is in technology and business consulting, but it is program management. So I knew there was serious erosion somewhere. Something was happening, whether it was our cost or it was our vendor. It was something I knew there was something that was causing our margins to completely erode to put us into the red. So I was like, what is happening here? And I had some gut inklings. Number one, it was like estimating our jobs. Mm -hmm. I definitely knew. Um, I was like, listen, I know you said it's going to take two days, but thinking about it takes two days. 
thinking about what you need to do takes two days and then it's probably going to take you four days and then you got to account for risk and then you probably should throw another day on there just for weather and so your two days just became like a week and a half yeah so i knew that i i and i because i didn't have any sort of financial reference um i assumed we were probably also um we were, we were like our financials our cash cash flow just wasn't we were over, weren't paying things when we were we weren't our payment schedules that was also literally like oh this is three month job but we're just going to break it up into one two three and we're going to break them even one two three like there was no i was like but what's the strategy behind that like what are the things that we're delivering what are the resources that are staffed to that portion of the project so that we pay them and we weren't doing any of that um so let's talk about like estimating jobs i mean you know, you started working on figuring out what your break-even margin was, right? Right. How big of a game changer was that? Oh God, that was like a game changer and like a total gut punch. Okay, tell us. Tell, 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 walk us through, like, you know, you know, quickly what what that looked like. It looked like me looking like I was going to puke the entire time. <laughs> no, so we had to sit down and figure out and like we had to sit down and really look at all the numbers. We we looked at sit down and looked at like the salaries we're paying the guys, the amount we're paying them guys per year per year. And then we we figured out exactly um, what they were costing us because we had a general idea. But honestly, if you asked me like last year, like, what do you pay you guys? I'm like, I don't know, this one's somewhere around $15 an hour and that one. So but I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the the true cost of a person for the business. Yeah. So we started breaking that down. Then we started had to figure out all of the other costs. You use one of the templates as you go to see some of the training and break even yeah. margin and stuff I, like that. Down, brought, took down that training. I also took down the template, yeah. and so we could start to list out all of the stuff. And so we first on the the second tab, and excuse me, I don't remember the name of it, but we listed out all of our costs that we had to go along with. So to figure, so the second tab on the break even margin sheet is basically calculating for those of you champion sales listening in. If you're trying to figure out, so there's two tabs, just really quickly. The first tab is to identify what your overall break-even margin is. And it's got some candy land in there, but like, you know, if your average job is this size, how many quotes do you have to do and all that kind of stuff, right? True? That, yep. I'm, on, I'm, I'm on the right one? Okay, yep. right. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks for creating this thing. And then the second tab is all about, well, if I want to figure out what is my, what's my break-even for my labor? Like, what do I charge out this person for? Yep. So it allows you to break down all the different costs associated with that. And so tell, so tell us, you, you start putting that in. And, then that in. and that number kept going up and up and up and up. And I was like, oh, holy hell. What have you been charging the guys, Derek? Like on some of these jobs, he's like, oh, you know, $55. He had another contract that was like $40. And that even made me be like, wait, that can't be right. Because we, charge them we they, i know at minimum you know one of the guys is 25 bucks so how could 40 15 margin that's like it's not so we had you start to put in these numbers next thing you know we're a, like 80 and then i'm like uh oh and then um we're now actually at right now we are at 119 119 dollars is what we are with with our margin um, our desired margin of 20 percent. so and without it it's 100 which is literally double, yep. double what we were previously billing our guys out for. And lo and behold, I raised my rates and we're getting contracts. So. Like, you gotta, yeah, right? You got to give the high five. Give me the high Woo! Don't leave me hanging. So <laughs> really, so a lot of people are going to go, yeah, but. If I figure that out, that's crazy. I can't charge that. What would you say to somebody? Because you know, you you know, there's people out there, and they're like, "Yeah, my husband charges this, but he tells me there's no way that he's going to be able to land a job at that." What would you say? That's not true. I'm doing it. Number one, and number two, you're not. You can't. If you do all the math that I just did the way I did, you can't survive on foot. You're just going to be hanging out in disaster land for the rest of your life. There's no. You can't like you're gonna lose a whole lot more than just your business probably that's what i would say like what no probably i mean honestly I, if derek wouldn't have gotten rid of the business and i decided to stay full-time then we may have lost our marriage because i wasn't dragging us out through it i wasn't i was my money needed like i have children i have a family you know and also I have, I have hopes and dreams for myself still too as a person so and that does not include saving a business year after year after year after year 
It does not. Our family deserves to go on vacation or a dinner out or, I don't know, extra stuff just because we want it. And that wasn't possible at right. under break even. It's so not- let's, let's think about this for a second. You know, when you look at the future, okay, if this, even if you just look at, because you're, you guys are, I, I talk about this all the time. First thing we got to look at is the op- to optimize, right? And everybody listening on this call, and Lisa, I want to hear your comment on this. You can do three million on on you know on nothing, literally less than nothing, and go bankrupt, or even ten percent, right? You could do two million at fifteen. You can do a million at thirty, or you can do half a million at forty. Whatever. Whenever I, I we we start with most clients, the first thing a lot of them is like, I need to get more contracts. I need to get more business. Like, wait a second, dude. Are you making money with what you're doing right now? Yes. So the first thing you want to do, everybody, okay, is in all honesty, what will tend to happen most times is you want to dial back to be able to dial up. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened with you? Yep, 100%. Okay. Like, slow down to speed up. I'll, like, might as well just get it tattooed on my body right okay, now. That's going to be the tattoo. It's going to say it's signature Andrew. No, I'm just <laughs> So, and she's and Derek's going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Andrew guy? So, um, when we're looking at, when we're looking at the future, if you look at the pricing and you, you guys have work coming up now, right? You land, you've landed work, true? Yes. How is this possible, Lisa? What would you say to somebody? They're going to go, what are you talking about? How is that possible? Number one, for it, it is part of it is in the presentation, right? Like the value of what we provide to our clients goes way beyond the scope of work on a piece of paper. And that needs to come through in your communications with them too. So like the, what you are delivering has to be, you know, more than just a number. And that is, that's how we package all of our stuff. And it it starts from the very first initial call or contact that we have with them through the entire process, way past warranty. It doesn't ever stop. I call it client focused delivery. I'm with them every step of the way. I'm their GPS through the whole thing. It's right. not a transaction. It is a long-term relationship. And I think our, and the clients who want that experience, who want that level of service are the ones who have decided to work with us. The ones who want someone quick and in and out and just want it done and don't really care about quality or service, choose numbers. And that's fine because those aren't my people. I love it. So one of the things that one of the trainings, and I know you re- this resonated with you is the, the filter fast, yeah. right? So tell us like what it was like, I mean, before you came in and you're very much a systems driven person, by the way, everybody listen, understand this, right? To optimize, you got to systemize before mm-hmm. you maximize. That means you, you got to systemize the stuff that you're doing right now before you try to grow. If you can't do it at baseline level, don't ever think you're going to, oh, I'll get to that later on. It doesn't work that way, okay? Um, so you systemize the sales process. And one of the things was in the training is filtering fast, yep. right? Yep. So if you look back in time, when De- the, the Derek show, okay? I know Derek, you're going to watch this going, what? And we love you, Derek. Okay. We love yeah, we love you, Derek. High five, bro, okay? We've got respect, okay? It's all about respect. So when you look at it before, you didn't have a sales process. And you did, weren't filtering. I mean, did you guys ever deal with class D clients over the last five years? Yes, yes, yes. We, we got smoked on a job last year and we had to walk away. And I think I said to you, maybe I, with, I think I thought it cost me at that time before, before you, you know, educated me on the true impact of a loss like that was that we walked away. We basically handed over like seven or eight grand um, to get out of the job, which um, was the smallest job we've actually ever taken because we thought the, the place it was in was cool and we wanted to have pictures of it in our portfolio, all dumb reasons. It was a church converted into a house. We were just doing a quick refresh in the bathroom and it put us totally in the hole and ate up, I can't even tell you the time it ate up trying resolve. Conversations with lawyers, letters back and forth, emails back and forth, phone calls, the nights of like sleep that we lost. Um, it just was, it was a waste. It was a, the biggest lesson ever dealing with. And now I know that is a class D client that I would never would have taken. Deadbeat. Deadbeat. Right. Class D deadbeat. Right. Class C can't deal with class B basic and class A awesome. That's what we got to deal with. Or change the B's, the basics and the awesome 
or get them out to the street to the competition, right? Okay, so so one of the things was I think you're you're you know uh, you you had a lack, and so did Derek, lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going to be wrapping this thing up in just five minutes, or so but and this has been awesome. Lack of awareness, like tell everybody just briefly, like what was this aha moment when you and I were chatting? I'm like, yeah, well, that's actually this, and you're like, what? Yeah, you you were like Lisa. How many sales would you need to make to make up for this loss? What what is that number? And I was like, you're like, do you know the answer? And I was like, uh, I don't know the answer. And I don't know what you mean by that. I didn't know. I I did couldn't even figure out how to like formulate the question in my head to come to an answer. And then you walked me through the real impact of losing seven thousand dollars of profit and what I would have to do to make that back. And that wasn't gonna happen. Like I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna, especially now knowing my break even, we lost way more than $7,000. We lost $70,000, you know, so, can exit. So, you know, I think one of the things guys is as it's being repeated here, it's being repeated. You, you need to learn these principles. Otherwise it's impossible for you to see what you need to see. I'm, I swear to God, I, you know, I have my own contracting business. It took me 10 years to figure this shit out. And I was lo- very lucky to have a charity account and wife to go, oh, really? Well, well it's, oh, you're not going to collect because the guy's not going to pay. It's only two grand. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll just go get another job. Hmm. That's how much it costs you. What? Yeah, that's how much sales you'd have to get. How much, how much time would that take you, Andrew, in sales to do that? To like actually do that work? Well, it's like freaking three months. And you're going to land every quote that you do, right? What do you mean? Well, how much time do you spend quoting? Like how much, how many quotes would you have to do to get that? I'm like, oh my God. So the ability to know what to say yes to and what to say no to, Lisa, huge. is what? How, it's huge. Huge. It's like, and, and for us in particular, since so much of what we do are, you know, really one-time large remodels or gut renovations, our clients sometimes come back repeat, right? If they want to phase through their house, but a lot of times it's pretty much one and done. So mm-hmm. you make a mistake. It's, you know, like that's, you're not correcting that along the way with this particular client. It's not happening. Oh. So we got to, the other thing is like going with your gut. I've walked into a couple now. I've been like, these are the people that we want to work with. And I don't care. I don't even need to go back and do the matrix. We're in the car and I'm like, nope, that's a nope. We're not doing it. Like I heard X, Y, and Z. That's all I need to hear. Moving on. Love it. I love it. So tell us a little bit about like you now look at the year moving ahead. You know, you look at this, I'm not looking for exact, but just give us a bit of a gauge. You know, you look at the money you're saving and being able to only deal with class A's. Okay. Uh, or th- let's look at even differently, the amount of profit you're going to be able to make with these class A's. Uh, the amount of profit you're going to be able to make with these class A's because now you're charging, you know, double. Right. And plus what you're charging includes, you know, I know you said break even. We call I call it uh, the, the PBE, which is your profit break even. Right. How much profit do we have to make on these jobs? Right. Um, so if you look at that, you look at at the perspective of being able to um, charge that throughout the year, not carry uh, employees for the sake of carrying them and not really knowing the impact. Where, where would you say, either percentage-wise or multiplier-wise or whatever, some form of a number, where would you be, even with the sales, not even, you know, we're not even talking about you getting even more sales, which is like next step, but even with the sales you did last year, like how much more profit are you going to have by the end of this year? Just um, even if you did what you did last year. Uh, yes. Well, I think we're probably going to be around like 10 or 15% higher. More more so we yeah for sure and that's with a we like i said we were so far behind i had to take out a pretty aggressive loan i'm repaying a crazy loan right now that's with paying that off right major course correction year course correction that's like and that is fine by me like i'm watching it all happen the end of this year is just going to be pure magic like Honestly, at this point, if we are coming in with 5% profit over last year with our debts paid off and everything, all these things in place and systems, that's a huge win. I'm ecstatic. 
I'm I like I want to cry thinking about it. It's going to happen. It's going to take the work to get wait, there. Wait, wait, let me just do something. Uh, remember, I mean, I know this is like me interviewing you, but I can't yeah. help it. I'm the okay. coach 24/7. Okay, it is happening. It is happening. Words are things. It is happening. It's happening every day. Okay, when, speak when, it into existence. Yes, every day it's happening. Okay, and this is something you, you know, champion CEOs listening, man, we're gonna get punches. We're gonna get hit every day. Every day, man, that's that's the way it is, right? You gotta be resilient to get up, but being resilient to get up and be super, super strong with with your mindset is is recognizing every day, every moment, the progress that you're making. You're killing it, man. You're I, October. I, yeah, October. <laughs> what? The right. Multi million dollar business in the making. Like it is happening and, and this is part of the journey. This is part of the journey. I can't even believe it. I literally I I always said I didn't like numbers. This has been another big epiphany for me. I don't like numbers. Numbers don't like like I don't like numbers. I don't want to do numbers. I don't want to do numbers. I fucking love numbers now. Yeah. There's so much truth in the numbers. Numbers don't lie. They don't get mad at you. They're not pointing fingers. It's just like, here it is, dude. How do you want to deal with this? Yeah, I love it. I, love it. I mean, this year's the first year we kicked off with uh with our partner in crime uh the, the bob. bob right where we got the kpi mastery every month i mean game changer stuff so you know if you were a couple of different perspectives i want you to just talk about before we wrap up here on the on the mark is you know there's a lot of a lot of uh partners a lot of women listening in on this what would you you know what would you say to them like as far as the ability to change or or them taking action on, on, on making change. Like, what, what would you say to them? To like raise their hand and go, look, at, I, I need to learn this stuff. Or my husband and I need to learn this stuff. What would you say to them? I'd say that um, the ultimate partnership is truly um, diving into something with your partner in crime and both deciding on you know, where you wanna go and both being able to take responsibility for your individual um, roles in that. Like it's not impossible. It requires a lot of hard conversations for sure. I definitely think our marriage has gotten a million times stronger because we can't, you can't do this without talking to each other on a regular basis. Right. But there's so much to be gained. I know what he needs from me in order to succeed as a businessman and a man and a husband now more than I ever did. Okay. I know how I have to communicate effectively to help him own his role right. and not feel like I'm you know, spoon feeding him things left and right. And in the same way, he knows what he has to do to make me feel like his queen. It's been a, it's been a, it's been almost like marriage therapy and I didn't even know we needed it, but it is, you know, we can now, I can extract emotion from conversations and just be able to be upfront and to figure out, so how are we going to do this together and be able to, he'll go off and come back with some ideas and I'll go off and come back with some ideas and we make it happen. Um, so cool. So cool. And what, what if, you know, what about somebody that's got the little naysayer on the shoulder, whether it's a, a you know, whether it's a woman or uh, whether or not they're involved in the business or, or, or uh, a man listening to this as a, a contractor and an owner of, and I don't know if I can learn that stuff. I mean, what would you say to that? Stop saying that. First of all, as soon as you say you can't do something, you can't. We teach our kids that all the time. It's basic. That's a very basic mindset thing. You can say, I struggled okay. with that for a little while, but I'm on my way to learning it. Change your words. Change but your I mean, words. I'm like talking about these things that you've learned, right? From, from the Monday morning meetings to the Friday reflections to the, you know, they, they, like if somebody's like, man, I don't know if I can learn that stuff. Is this, is this prof for contractors actually have stuff that, that I can actually, that, that will make sense for me? What would you say? A hundred percent. I can apply any of this stuff to any business I want to start, quite frankly. I've mm -hmm. no, I don't do, I don't build things. Right. Let's back up again. This is not my background. Right. I'm building a contracting business from basically three months of experience self-driving through content that has been pre-built and packaged for me in a way that's digestible and that gives me the small wins to get me building momentum to going to where I'm going. It's exactly what you say it is. There is no smoke and mirrors. I'm doing it. So don't kid yourself. Believe in yourself. Start with one thing, move on to the next and keep it. going. And, you know, we talked about the contractor's ladder of success, right? Where, you know, there's the startup, there's survival, stability, right? And then there's scale and, and sell. And, you know, that there's actually, 
there's actually a process. It's not just ad hoc. I mean, these things are actually in order. Like, I want to be clear. You've done. You've been an amazing student, an awesome person on this call, and you've taken things, both of you guys, and you followed the pro. Like, you followed the steps, right? Not just like, oh, I'm just gonna. Oh, I'm gonna. No, it's like I need to do this, and you raised your hand for help. So, listen. Awesome. What a great uh, session today. Uh, can't wait for other people. Uh, a lot of people are going to benefit from it. Any last words you'd say? Um, no, just, you know, if you are in it and you are doing it, keep going. Keep, we all have those down days for sure. Yeah. You have sure. to believe in yourself 100%. You can awesome. do it and you can get the support here that you need in order to, to do it. So just keep going, keep going. Love it. Okay, perfect. I will catch you on the flip side. At least let you get back at it. And thank you. Talk to you later. Love you, girl. See ya. Bye bye.